episodes one and two of Ultraman Z or Ultraman Z have aired uh, in Japan and also been simulcast on YouTube. So we're going to give our uh, review of these first two episodes as uh, as our, you know for this news segment. Um, okay. The third episode would have aired will have aired by the time this this podcast goes out but as of the time of recording only the first two have aired so we will talk about the third one in a future episode sure let's go so let's get into episode one we did kind of give our initial thoughts on the series or on the first episode uh in a a previous episode of uh, of the podcast but let's let's dive into this what did you really like and dislike about Ultraman Z episode number one. Really not a whole lot that I disliked about it. Honestly. Um, uh, honestly, I don't think, I don't really only think I wrote down anything that I disliked about it. It was just a lot of fun. Um, and it's really, um, it's really a unique opportunity that we're there. We're getting to watch these in pretty real time. I think they come out, uh, for us in the West the, on YouTube, they come out like the day after they officially air on Japanese television. So we're, you know, we're getting to watch them in fairly real time with every, with the rest of the world. So it's a really interesting opportunity that we, that we get to have here because it was something that I think we touched on a few episodes back about whether or not we were going to actually going to be able to do this or not, or we would have to mm-hmm. wait until uh, Mill Creek puts it out. But um, I really liked episode one. It um, it started off with lots of action, specifically monster action. We all love that kaiju action uh, with uh, the ancient monster gummies, uh, which side note is really one of my favorite original ultra kaiju. He's just a really unique looking creature. Um, he I think he was the very first. I think he may have been the very first kaiju because he was in the episode of Ultra Q. I think that was the very first episode of Ultra Q. Um, anyway, yeah, I I really enjoyed the episode. I can see Travis, why a lot of folks like the modern Ultraman, uh, the modern series of Ultraman, um, more so than say the classics, like in the Showa era and maybe even, I guess you would consider it the Heisei era. Um, the, the, the ones made in say the the early two thousands or the mid two thousands, I can see why folks enjoy those more because I think you and I have talked about it. Um, the Ultraman in these, the Ultraman in these episodes, you tend to root for them more so than even the, than for me personally, I tend to root more for the Ultraman in these modern episodes, these modern series like Ultra Orb, Geed and X and um, uh, now Zet um uh, more so than I would did in the Showa era. In the Showa era, I'm all like, give me some kaiju. You know, give me that kaiju action. Right. Um, but with these, I find myself, like you, Travis, rooting more for the hero than say the monster, which kind of weird because it's supposed to be a hero show. But I really enjoyed it. Uh set design was great. Uh the kaiju, the the first uh kaiju that we got to see was the um the giant space shark. Uh, Ginagog, I think that's how you say his name. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a really unique creature. Um, and then of course the Ultraman Zet, uh, suits and design for, 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 for that, for this series 
is great. I mean, I don't have any complaints, honestly. I, there's really not a whole lot I can really complain about, except for maybe, eh, maybe the maybe the comedy could have been better timed. It was a little bit goofy, uh, but it's a kids show. So what do you what do you expect? Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that uh, I have come to appreciate with uh, Ultraman, with Super Sentai, with Kamen Rider is, yeah, the the comedy is a little goofy at times. uh, But I have to remember, these are shows that are primarily geared towards kids. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like like just because us 30 year old men are watching it doesn't mean they're not still supposed to be geared towards kids. Right. right. <laughs> um, I really like how this movie just jumped right into the action. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like the episode opens with a monster rampage. <clears throat> and that is fantastic. Uh, the, the comedy bits I liked, I actually thought the comedy in this, in this episode was actually really good. Um, I have to say though, Savenger. So, I guess is how you say it. Savinger. Avenger, yeah, Savinger, Sa- uh, Seven, yeah. Savinger. Uh, the robot is so hecking adorable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's already there's already little memes and cartoons uh, oh, popping up online of him. Or he is so well, great. He's be, but whatever. Yeah, there's he's yeah he's super adorable. Um, Which and... is it, it is interesting because um, he is actually he's not a new thing. Uh, uh-huh. He was in a previous Ultraman series. Uh, he was in Ultraman Leo. I was going to say Leo. I was going to say Leo or uh, uh, Ace, but I haven't watched Ace yet. So, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's in Leo. Um, let me see. Let me double check that just to make sure that <clears throat> is uh, uh, robotic capsule kaiju who first appeared in ultraman leo yep hey, so uh yeah one. so uh yeah he is uh, he is i i like that they keep bringing back things from previous uh seasons like you said even uh gomez uh or gomez the mm-hmm. um the kaiju the first kaiju that you see is a one that you know goes all the way back to ultra q um so i i do i love that they're bringing that back i really enjoyed the characterization of Zet. I think that he is really funny. And I like that you get the sense, which I mean, it, it, this is his character. This is supposed to be uh, his character that he's a rookie who is trying to act like, you know, the big hero who's here to save the day. But then he has those moments where he just turns into a dork Mm-hmm. Yeah, and actually, I, I just I love that. I I, I love the, those moments. Uh, his interactions with uh, Haruki, uh, the the human side of Ultraman Z in this series. Yeah, his human counterpart is just as just as goofy. Yeah, yeah. The, oh, the scene where they're sitting there and uh, and Zet is explaining to Haruki how to transform into his Ultraman form. And yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like, you've got to say my name. Okay, what's your name? <laughs> Ultraman Zeto. Ultraman Zeta. Zeto. And uh, uh, then he, he does it, and then nothing happens, and Zet's like, you have to press the trigger. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's yeah, such a good... timing on that was good, yeah. Yeah, it's such a good one. 
Um, one other thing that I want to really highlight for this first episode, especially the cinematography. Oh yes. The yeah. way the camera, especially in that first, the opening segments, when it's down low and it's shooting up from like a human, you know, the human level up at the Kaiju as it's stomping through, it is such fantastic camera work. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it, it really gives you the sense of how big Gomez is compared mm-hmm. to, you know, humans. Right. Which is just then undercut when Sevenger shows up because Sevenger is bigger than Gomez. And you didn't even notice, didn't realize it until they shows up. And then you realize Gomez is actually not that big of a kaiju. <laughs> I, think, I think Sevenger is, I think they said it in episode two. I know they said it in episode two. He's 55 meters. And so that probably puts Gomez or Gomez at say around 45 meters. Cause if he's not quite, I don't believe he's quite 50 meters. Yeah. He, yeah, he doesn't look like he would be that tall. And, uh, but I just love that because when, when it's shot down low, he's Mm -hmm. shown, you know, to be big and massive and he's tearing through the city and everybody's running for their lives. And then when you finally have, uh, something to actually put next to him to actually have scale, then you realize he's just a little adorable kaiju. He's not even that big. (laughs) It's the (laughs) way little fella. He's just a wee little fella. Uh, yeah, so I, I like that. The, but the, yeah, the cinematography is great. Um, do you want to move into episode two now, or do you want to bring up something else? Uh, uh, for- I'll just bring up one quick thing um, that you talked about the cinematography, and I want to bring up sort of the CG a little bit, because I know some of these more modern series, they do rely very heavily on CG for... Um, the the Ultraman's attacks uh, and of course the kaiju attacks it's just so so well done it does not it does it looks it looks great and and really these more recent Ultraman series uh, they really benefit from some of these larger budgets that Subaraya and the and these companies put into them oh yeah yeah uh, I'm probably gonna make some comparisons between this show uh and ultraman orb a lot because ultraman oh, yeah. orbs one of the ones i just watched fairly recently so that one is still fresh in my mind sure. so i'm going yeah. to probably bring some you know comparisons and contrasts there but you're right these modern the modern ultraman uh series they the special effects are so well done both the cg yeah. and the practical effects yeah this is such a this was such a fun way to kick off this this particular season um yeah it was it was such a it was just a lot of fun that's all i really got to say i don't have any i really don't have any negatives uh to say about it yeah i don't i don't either i i I don't have any negatives it was it was a lot of fun um getting into episode two now i will say with these tokusatsu series now this is ultraman uh super sentai kamen rider all of them in my opinion you need to have entertaining characters because when you get further along in these series, the monster fights can kind of get repetitive. So the only thing that can keep you like hooked into the show is mm-hmm. the characters. And so 
that's something I really look for when I'm in when I get into these these uh, Tokusatsu series. And right. this one, this series so far, just in two episodes, has it in spades. Mm, the characters absolutely. are so great. Uh, Yoko, Shota, and Yuka, uh, which are the other members of the storage team, along with Haruki, are so interesting and they're funny. In their own ways, because they're not like, you know, like uh, Yuka is is kind of more of a goofy kind of funny, but Shota has his own level of humor by being so stoic. Mm-hmm. And then Yoko being this kind of macho, very, um, very uh, principled warrior type um, right. person kind of brings her own humor into it. Uh, I, I especially really like Shota. Uh because as a leader, he's really smart, and I like how he brings out the best in the team. And also, he was my favorite part of Ultraman Orb because it's the same actor who played Juggler in Ultraman Orb. <laughs> so uh, it's I'm, very I, fitting that the name of this episode, the episode, it's very fitting that the name of episode two is called "The Warrior's Principle." Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, what did you think of episode two? It was a little bit of a slower burn than episode uh, one. It kind of sets up like episode one introduces us to this new world that we're in. Uh, It gives us a glimpse at our characters, but it really doesn't explore a whole lot. You know, their their person, their personalities and kind of gives us some of the inner workings of of who we're going to be going alongside this journey with during this season. Now, episode two does that. We mm-hmm. get a little bit more detailed information on who storage is uh, and the teammates uh, that all kind of come together to make up this this team, uh, this storage team, the storage unit, as I like to call it. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's um, it was a slower burn. Uh, I like the fact that they brought back. Um, I have to find the kaiju's name because the name of it escapes me. Uh, Naranga. Yeah, Naranga. They, I'm glad that they brought back another classic kaiju although i really am hoping for something a little bit more original uh sort of like what we got with ginnegarg and um i'm hoping for some more like that i don't know how much of that we will get um but i but if they keep bringing back some of these uh more classic ultra kaiju but in a in a with new powers and abilities and they look a lot better and yada 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 i'm gonna be really pleased with it either way because you know in this episode we saw our uh, our lead uh, please, rem- please, Travis. Please uh, remind me what our lead's character, our lead character's name in the in the show is. Haruki. Haruki. Thank you. Um, I'm sorry. I should know that, but I don't. It, no, it, that's it, fine. It escaped me. But um, we saw Haruki sort of struggle with himself in this episode. Sort of struggle with, um, you know, focusing in on being the warrior that we know he can be, and so that's just sort of that little mini arc that takes place in this episode. And then there's some other, uh, I'll let you get into sort of the, the, the female characters of the show, but Haruki, he seems to really struggle in this episode, but mainly he struggles with his, with focusing on being the hero, doing what he has to do to, to just be Ultraman and be, uh, to save, Japan to save his team from disaster. So it's, it was just a lot of fun. It was, like I said, it was a little bit of a slower burn than mm-hmm. the, 
breakneck speed that we got with episode one. Uh, but I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I really don't have any uh, bad things to say about this one either, to be honest with you. Yeah. Now, I have a quick question. Sure. Go ahead. How much do you want to bet that the character of Shota turns out to be Juggler from Orb and that he's not actually – it's not just the actor who crossed over, but they actually bring the character back? You talking about uh, uh, Zet's mentor? No, um, um, the well, yeah, the the cat, the basically the captain of the storage okay. team, right? Who uh, fought him in the dojo? Uh, that uh, actor yes, is the yes. one who played uh, Juggler, the the vi- main villain from uh, from Orb, Ultraman Orb, uh-huh. who was you know kind of basically like Ultraman Orb's brother. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. they're kind of very you know they had um, they were very close. Uh, and so it's the same actor and it's not, a, uh, it's not unusual for them to use, you know, same actors for multiple parts. So it's not, right. you know, it's not that far fetched to think he's just a completely original character at the same time. They bring back characters from previous seasons and series too. Mm-hmm. So it's not that far fetched to also think that this might be, he might turn out to later on be a juggler just pretending to be human. I see. I had thought about something along those lines when I was watching the uh, show this morning, and um, I honestly thought that m- that possibly his character could become the master that we saw in episode one that got sucked into that black hole created oh, by Zero Dog. Zero, yes, yeah. Uh, that we could see him come back as Zero, uh, and he's just here to build up. Ultraman Zet uh, as the warrior he needs to become to save the Earth. So <clears throat> that was a thought I had already had. Um, but I like your point too that it could that it could possibly be um, the character from Ultra Orb too. Yeah, and uh, and, and uh, just to kind of um, give some credence to it, the idea of it because we know that Ultraman Geed is and his human counterpart are going to show up in this series mm-hmm. later on. So right. we've already had that announced um, in the press packet that Subaraya sent out or Mill Creek sent out uh, or Subaraya. Yeah. Subaraya sent out. Um, so yeah, it's possible that it could be because if you, because uh, spoilers for a small part of Ultraman orb, but juggler does kind of come around at the end he doesn't he's not you know he doesn't uh, he actually kind of has a redemption mm-hmm. at the end so it's completely possible that he disguised himself as a human and stayed on earth and now he's the leader of this storage unit <laughs> completely um, plausible i would pro- i would i would almost put money on it in fact you and me actually may make a friendly wager Hmm. on the side who knows but uh yeah i would almost put, i would probably put money on it yeah but uh but yeah i, I just i i love the characters in this one and that's one of the things and like i said i will make comparisons to orb just because it's the most recent um ultraman series that i watched but uh one of the things that i did not enjoy about orb was that the side characters didn't have much to do mm-hmm I really enjoyed 
the main, you know, orb and his and his human uh, alter ego. But I the side characters just didn't have much to do. And so it just that bothered me when watching the series. This one immediately in the first episode and the second episode, the side characters automatically is just like they already have more to do than the ones in Orb. And so I already like these characters more because they're just they're doing stuff. I like um, like I said, I like Shota. Now, I do have a small issue and I don't it's not a big issue, but it is a little small one. I'm not happy with what they're doing with Yoko being kind of uh, a little man crazy in a way. Ah, okay. Yeah. And, you know, this kind of like romance side angle that they're going with. Mm -hmm. Eh, eh. But that's just a small thing. Overall, I still really enjoyed the episode. Yeah, I really did too. And and really, the only gripe that the only honestly gripe that I had with the episode wasn't even to, didn't really have to even do with the episode itself. Um, you know, we're spoiled, Travis, so we get video on demand all the time, and so we don't have to deal with things like uh, what are those? What are they called? Um, oh shoot, commercials. There we go. <laughs> um, we don't have to deal with commercials, and these ultra shows are not just and i'm not just talking about youtube ads i'm not talking about those because i think those are your you we all get used to those mm-hmm. but i'm talking about legitimate like bandai ultraman commercials mm-hmm. are inserted into these episodes and i'm like okay well you know they could have saved us like maybe five minutes and cut out some of these ads and commercials, but I get why they did it. It's, it's for kids. They're trying to sell kid. They're trying to sell toys and products and app and apps to download. I get it, but it does spoil you a little bit to not have to deal with those things, but that, that yeah. has nothing to do with, with the episode itself. I love the episode. Like, and like we've talked about, it just sort of does a little bit of world building and a mm. little bit of plot building. Um, in this second episode. So it makes me, it, it makes me look forward to episode three. I, I can't wait for them to, I can't wait till they put out the uh, promo for episode three this week. Oh, well, if you stay to the end of the episode, um, they always do show what's coming up next. Oh, and well. uh, you're going to be happy with episode three because Ooh. they bring back Gamora. Ah, yes. I love Gamora. Uh, Gamora is, if you can't tell, I lo- if you can't tell already, Gamora, although he is considered just to be a generic dinosaur kaiju, but he was one of the few kaiju in the original 66, uh, the OGS, that really gave Ultraman a run for his money. And I just enjoy his design. And I know they bring back Gamora a lot throughout some of the the more contemporary series as well. And Mm -hmm. they always, always do a great job with his character. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like he uh, was high because they mentioned in the episode, in episode two, how there's a bunch of Kaiju that they have located. that are hibernating uh, underground Mm -hmm. and he's one of them. And so they're Mm -hmm. trying to transport him uh, while he's still hibernating. And in the process, he wakes up and has to fight Zet. Oh, that's, that's kind of a, Oh, I get it's a it's a 60 year old it's a 30 60 year old show at this point but it's not really a spoiler. Uh it's sort of the plot of episodes 26 and 27 of the original series. Like they were trying to put mm-hmm. him to sleep and then transport him and he woke up. Yeah, okay. 
there's so much of Z so far, just in these two episodes that we've seen, that really is just kind of like a love letter to more than any of the other ones. Like, I mean, this is again, this is a series that's been going on for ever. So, you know, they've done this multiple times, but this is definitely a love letter to that original series from 66. Uh, even to the point that um, you notice that this Ultraman doesn't speak when he's transformed. He only mm-hmm. does the yeah, ha, yeah. I did yeah. notice that. Going back to that original Ultraman series, uh, where he, the Ultraman did not speak, he only did the yeah, um, which is something that they had actually moved away from in the more contemporary, uh, you know, modern Ultraman. Uh, they, you know, they had started speaking. Uh, and were you know would would speak on a regular basis, yeah. but this one kind of takes it back to that original. Yeah, after he flies away after the battle, you can hear so watch. Uh huh. Yeah, I, I I picked up on that. It's it's altered. The audio is altered. It's it's a lot deeper sounding mm-hmm. to fit the voice of this new Ultraman, the Ultraman Z. Uh, but it's there, and you can hear it, and it, it makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm looking forward to watching more of this series. It's going to be uh, a lot of fun to to keep watching. Absolutely, me too. And I can't I can't wait to uh, do a sort of a mini. This is a mini review um, since this is sort of in real time. We're trying to review these in real time. We don't, and they're only available for like two weeks. Uh, it's really difficult to sit down and do a really in depth review. So hopefully, Travis these little mini reviews every couple of episodes are going to be super helpful for folks. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. And when, uh, when the series ends and we can just kind of do like a retrospective on the whole thing, uh, we're going to give some scores and really talk about, Mm -hmm. uh, what we liked overall. Mm -hmm.